This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, thank God, and I'm Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. (laughs) I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for June 12th, episode 2455, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. Hey, Horse World, it's Friday. When I get off of work on Friday. Everybody's favorite day of the week on Horses in the Morning. That's right. It is everybody's favorite day of the week. It's my favorite day of the week this week. I don't know why that this week seemed to go forever. That was one. I of like Saturdays weeks. better. I like Saturdays. <laughs> well, we have a guest coming on today from England. Her name is Aurelia Stevenson, and she's going to speak with us about the Foxhound Grand National. Uh, also, our Trickery Wealth Finances for Horse People series continues with a look at retirement planning, and we have some really, really bad ads to tackle. And I will tell you that uh, we didn't have as much help this time, so we're actually going to do some work. We have a couple of audio ones, but uh, most of them are ours. We're going to have to actually work. Give away a back-on-track mess sheet, and people will come out of the woodwork. (laughs) That's right. We'll be announcing new prizes next week. Uh, We don't have to list the new prizes yet, but we'll announce It's a free horse. I'm going to give you a horse. Oh, yeah. You're giving away a free horse? Yeah. Yeah. There are some days I'd give away a free pony. Exactly. It just depends on what day, (laughs) which horse. (laughs) That's exactly right. Well, happy birthday to auditors Mary Calkins, Lindsay Pierce, fellow cruiser Lindsay Pierce, uh, Melissa Weimer, and Stephanie Elizabeth. Happy birthday to all of you. And I apologize to everybody that I Wimmer. missed. Wimmer? <laughs> Weimer? I don't know. Whatever you say, it. I'll say the opposite because you're wrong <laughs> well, all then the we time. Cover it. Then we got covered. Either way, Melissa's happy. We got it done. Elizabeth. Well, the saga of Grumpy Gus is coming to an end. Grumpy Gus is the paint horse that I I was on Craigslist looking for a new ranger because my ranger, Polaris Ranger, died. And I saw this photo of this paint horse. And he's a black and white Overo paint horse. And he looks fairly sad and he's just kind of you know it was one of those craigslist pictures where it's like walking next to barbed wire and the 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 saga and story of going to get him and purchasing him and all that i've told i've told already but grumpy gus meets his new mom tonight i'm so excited betty our listener actually bought him uh from me and she's coming with her husband tonight driving from colorado coming all the way here they're gonna spend the night in their trailer and then take him home so i'm super excited i have uh have i had a little panic attack and i'll tell you in the horse training world you know He's been here like in training for two weeks. So you can't have super high expectations of him being a perfect arena horse. But I took him in the arena yesterday. I've trail ridden him. He's great on the trails. But I took him in the arena yesterday. I got up really early. It's like six o'clock in the morning. I got on him, took him out there, and he was such a jerk. And Glenn, I'm, I'm like, oh, my God. They're coming tomorrow to get him. And all of a sudden he does, he can't trot. He's like pinning his ears, swishing his tail. Didn't want to go forward. I didn't sleep all night thinking, okay, what am I going to do to train? I've got Chad up this morning. Cause I'm like, I'm going to use a giddy up rope. I, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. I gotta, I just come out there and watch it just to make sure I'm safe. I've got, you know, I've got my dressage saddle and my vest on and I get on him, but I had, I had a I had a moment of clarity before I rode today that I did not have yesterday, and um, that was I fed him before I rode him. His oh, breakfast. he's like Scooter. If I ta- if I take him out before I feed him, forget it. It's a terrible day. <laughs> what? I mean, oh my god! 
And then I write him today, same day. He was perfect. And so just, you just never stop learning, you know? Is a gelding, right? Yes, yeah, he's see, a gelding. That's why. We, we, we can't do anything if we're hungry. You know that from your husband. If he's hungry, he's not doing nothing. So. Oh my gosh. I mean, he was perfect today. And I was like, oh, I'm such an idiot, you know? And I actually got up the same time and got out there. But I just took that extra 10 minutes to let him eat instead of going, okay, I got to get this work done. I got to do this. Got to do this. Got to do this before it gets hot. Blah, 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 blah. No, I just took my time and fed him. And all of a sudden, he's super happy. So, Betty, I freaked out yesterday. And today, I'm happy to send him your way again. Otherwise, I was like, she's never going to listen to the show again. She's going to hate me because I'm sitting here so monster. You know yeah, what? It's but, not like she's driving 10 minutes either. So Yeah. <laughs> feed him. Just make sure you feed him before you ride him. He'll be fine. It's a boy thing. I'm telling you, when I take Scooter, that's all he'll think about. That it, unless he gets fed at the times he knows he gets fed, you cannot do anything with him. You can't brush him. You can't do anything. You feed him first. And you well, feed it's him not, a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not like this horse was standing in a stall all night. He was out it doesn't in matter. a paddock with it grass and a round bale. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They got to have their cake before they do their work. (laughs) I mean, I always hear you hear about, you know, you don't want to ride the horse on a completely empty stomach because there's stomach acid in there and it sloshes around. It can make him uncomfortable. I'm like, that probably is the case, except for the fact that he was on grass and not a round bell. You don't really want to. Logic would tell you you don't want to ride him on a really full stomach either, right? Because when we're full, we don't feel like doing stuff. But apparently, there's certain horses that you want them to have a really full stomach. <laughs> be full, be a slug. <laughs> uh, you know what? If looking at the how much their stomach holds, I don't feed it horses anywhere near enough to fill their stomachs. You know, if you do, you need to maybe feed a few more times a day and feed less each time. Well, and but, in Scooter's uh, defense, he is—I mean, he is on a dry lot. So it's not like he gets grass all the time. Uh, so he yes. is thinking about food every waking moment. <laughs> he doesn't get it every waking moment. So did you ever see that commercial Pinky in the Brain? No. That got cartoon, excuse me, not commercial cartoon called Pinky in the Brain. No. And Pinky is a mouse and the brain is a wait. Pinky is a dog and the brain is a mouse, I think. And all Pinky ever says is, All right, tomorrow, Pinky. We've got to figure out how to continue our efforts to take over the world. And like, so the mouse was always, he was the brain and he was always trying to take over the world. And like Scooter's job in life is to figure out how to take over the feed room. Yes, exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> All right, Nigel, tonight we go to bed and tomorrow we wake up and we figure out how to take over the world. <laughs> I take him and hand graze him for 15 minutes every day, which is his highlight, but getting his face out of the grass to bring him back to his dry lot not so easy anymore so i have to put on now i have to put on his dually to get him back because he's just like no i'm staying with the grass i'm not leaving so hard that reminds me of the little girl did you see the girl who was taking the little white pony in hand on a trail course in hand like oh, devon yes i get and all the pony did was eat all the like plants. ornamental plants everywhere. I felt so bad. I saw it's that this ponies. morning. It's a pony thing. And I could see you. You're like 6'4", yeah, and this no. pony is yanking I you can't. around. He just, no way. <laughs> He's not leaving. And and then now every time, because this paddock is literally right beside the house. I mean, you walk out the front door, and he's right there. And every time we walk outside now, he screams because he thinks it's the 15 minutes of grass time. So, <laughs> it's it's really pathetic. Speak. But if we ate, you know, he's one of those that, seriously, we're in Founderland in about two days. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. he just can't have grass all the time. And even a muzzle doesn't do it. He, he just, even with the muzzle, and Jennifer puts tape so the hole's tiny, it doesn't matter. Really? <laughs> yeah. He just can't have it. It's just the grass is too 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 nice around here. Yeah, I have two in muzzles of Zeus and then Luna, uh, one of my border's horse. What do you do they, with Zeus? I mean, he gets out of everything. Do you staple it to his head? What do you? <laughs> oh my God, that green guard muzzle. Here's a here's a hot tip for you. If you have to keep a horse muzzled, the Zeus has had this muzzle. This is his second year in the same muzzle where I bought probably eight before, yeah, and he just would destroy them. The green guard muzzle. G R E E N G U A R D, Green Guard Muzzle, 
It's amazing. And buy the halter. It's expensive. It's more money than all the other halters, you know. Um, but also, I don't. I didn't have to buy ten of them. I just bought one. And so, you know, you kind of get what you pay for sometimes it's plastic and it goes around them like a square and it sits perfectly and the hole is not directly under their mouth. So even with like scooter, he could actually avoid more hay because it's, it's or grass because it's not right underneath their mouth. Uh, and it's, it doesn't mold, you know, like those other muzzles, they drink through that nylon and, and then it's yeah, summertime it and yeah, it just molds. Here. Yeah. yeah. And then they get that, all that mold coming up their nose and it's hot. And this is, this thing's amazing. Hey, amazing. If we have to wear masks. They should too. <laughs> you know, solidarity <laughs> with right. the horses. We're wearing masks too, just for you. I've using. been eating a lot. Can I have one of those muzzles that they make for humans? <laughs> <laughs> if you have to like stick a French fry up yeah. through the <laughs> muzzle, you'll slow down. It'll slow down. There's no question about that. Hey, we have time right before we go to our first guest. Uh, can I do a loser? I know I did one on Monday, but well, let's end Friday with one too. Okay. And, and you know, we talk about karma a lot on this show. Well, this is a, loom, a loser that got one what he deserved right here. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. So I don't know if you saw this story out of Lexington, Kentucky, where we both lived at one point, uh, and we're both familiar with the Thoroughbred Center on Paris Pike in Lexington, Kentucky. Now, the Thoroughbred Center is where the... How do I politically correctly describe the Thoroughbred Center? Are you talking about the training center? Yes. Yes. I used to work there. Yeah, the not so quality training center where Okay, we that's where I got I that was the first place I ever galloped. I was nineteen years old. I'd never ridden a racehorse ever. And they're like, sure, oh, you young girl, hop on center? up. We were told there are barns you don't even go in there. That is where I worked. And yes, that it is Really sketchy is a good word, isn't it? I mean, I, I like I wasn't even licensed, Glenn, and I was galloping. <laughs> <laughs> I did get licensed later on, but yes, that's where I galloped racehorses. There was some guy that was like, yeah, sure. I'll pay you, you know, $5 a ride to risk your entire life. And I was like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I'll do that. I get the $5. <laughs> and you know, every area that has a track has one of these sketchy thoroughbred centers. They really do. Uh, so Lexington police say an argument over the sale of a horse led to shots being fired. Oh, Police say two men outside the Thoroughbred Center in Paris Pike Thursday morning were arguing over a horse when Bradley Sandy pulled out a gun and fired some shots. Oh, my God. I worked for that guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy I worked for. <laughs> God, wait till you see his mugshot. He looks like the guy would fire shots. Uh, oh. No one was hurt in the shooting. This is where karma comes in. Sandy then drove off but crashed his pickup truck into a tree on Johnson Road. By the way, he smashed smashed the whole front of it in. He wasn't driving it away. He was arrested and taken to the hospital to be treated for minor injuries. He now is in jail facing four counts of wanton endangerment, restless drive, reckless driving, and resisting arrest. <laughs> um, I'm going to wager a guess that there's probably going to be a DUI level. Yeah, alcohol involved. I would guess that as well. <laughs> it was probably nine in the morning. I mean, call me crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so there's your second loser of the week. <laughs> some weeks are just, we just have a lot of losers some weeks, and we have to acknowledge them. All right, let's go to our first guest. We'd uh, hate to do a loser of the day. That would suck. <laughs> Today we have on with us Aurelia Stevenson from England. She's founder of the Hunting Notice Board. Uh, you know, obviously hunting's been on pause, right? But the Brits have found a way uh, to have some fun during quarantine, and they've been on serious quarantine. It makes ours just look silly. Uh, and it's called the Foxhound Grand National. And Jamie, while I'm getting her on, you go down to the second link there, and and it, it, there's a video you have to watch of what they did. It's just so much fun. And and foxhounds are so cool anyway to watch. But go watch that video while I get uh, Aurelia on the line here. Well, Aurelia, thank you so much for joining us on the show today from England. What part are you in? Well, I live in a county called Wiltshire in England, which is in the sort of southwestern part of England. Very cool. Now, uh, you know, you guys have been on lockdown that makes our lockdown look silly. I mean, you, you, you guys really have been locked down. And, you know, that means that there's no hunting going on. And, you know, 
I like the term trail hunting for what you guys do in the UK and not fox hunting because you don't hunt fox anymore. It's illegal. You guys uh, you basically lay a trail and, and you follow the trail around. Um, so that's what you're doing over there, but you're not doing that either. But you came up with a really clever thing to do. And I assume this was as a result of running the page that you run called the Hunting Notice Board, right? Yeah, right. And is that a Facebook page or what is that? Is that for everybody that hunts? So basically, it's a website called www.thehuntingnoticeboard.com. And it's a closed website for hunting people only. And um, we sell a lot of hunters, a lot of hunting ponies. We publish hunting news, hunting features. It's kind of a magazine and a sales portal. We sell horse boxes. Everything really happens there. And then we have a Facebook page called thehuntingnoticeboard.com, which is very popular. And we uh, do a lot on social media. And we have a, a very successful Instagram page. And we really use social media as a shop window for the website. Got it. Okay. So you guys have obviously been sitting around like we have, right? Uh, not doing a lot. But you came up with this idea. And, and to remind everybody, the Grand National over in England, it, we would call it steeplechasing. It's jump racing. But we would call it steeplechasing. And you decided to put on a Foxhound Grand National. Tell us what that was. And, and we, Jamie just watched the video, so she got to see how cute it was. Uh, so tell us. Oh, about you're it. very kind. Well, Basically, what happened over here is lockdown ended the end of our hunting season. So normally we wouldn't be hunting now and it doesn't really start again until after the harvest is in, which is end of August, beginning of September. But what it did mean was that for a great many hunts, in fact, every hunt, their main fundraising season really is once hunting has ended until it starts again. And that's when they have hunt balls and they have uh, hound shows and they have kennels open days and all sorts of really fun social events. And so what happened uh, in the UK was basically hunting came to a very dramatic stop uh, several weeks early, perhaps a month or so early for some packs because not, not everybody finishes on the same date. And um, suddenly everyone was stuck at home Obviously, you were isolating either with your family or if you worked at the hunt kennels, you were isolated with the other kennel staff. And all the really great fun things that happen weren't happening. And obviously, nothing was happening anywhere in England. And a friend of mine called Rachel Finnegan, who is married to Ollie Finnegan, who is the um, huntsman of the corn, they came up with a great idea. And they ran an event called the Corn Hound Grand National. And they built um, a course at the kennels. There was a gate. There were some fairly meaty jumps in it. And they chose their best 20 hounds. And they uh, videoed it onto Facebook. They raised some money for their hunt. And it was a really clever idea. And I happened to be speaking to Rachel the following day or following couple of days. And I said how much I'd loved it, how much I'd enjoyed it. And I said to her, look, I think this is something that we could take out to the wider hunting world. And would she be interested if we called it the Corn Hunt Challenge to find the fastest foxhound? And she and I both know a really generous hunting, hunting person. Actually, he's American, funnily enough. And um, I said to her, I wonder if he would be really kind and supply some sponsorship so that the winning hunt could have some prize money. And our idea was, as all fundraising had come to a complete standstill, and they had used their own Corn Hunt Grand National to raise money for their hunt by people sponsoring hounds, etc., and uh, placing bets on hounds, whether or not we could not only make this a fun inter-hunt event, but that we could, the condition of entry was that every hunt had to use their own entry as a fundraiser for their own hunt. And people really, yeah, they really caught on to it. They loved it. 
Well, it was a lot of fun. And let me describe it. Uh, so what what they did is they built this course pretty much straight. That the one the video I watched anyway was pretty much straight, and they put jumps on it, and they they basically started the hounds at one end, and they ran to the other, jumping all the jumps just like you would in a jump race or a you know steeplechase. And Jamie was watching it. And your comment was how tall some of the jumps were. There were some there, tall. Some of them are really big. My question was, what is their motivation to run and jump like that? Is it just in bread or are they chasing a rabbit like greyhounds do hang on let me turn off this phone sorry okay. I don't know why that's on. somebody's um, like you're on the radio <laughs> <laughs> so basically uh foxhounds love to run and jump and the thing that the feedback that we got back from all the kennels who took part was just how much the hunt staff had loved it how much fun everyone had had and how much the hounds had loved it. They absolutely loved it. Because obviously, you know, they were also in lockdown. Suddenly they weren't doing anything. And these animals are, you know, these hounds are athletes. And um, they just jump absolutely amazingly. You are really wanted over there. I got to tell I know, you. I need to turn we're lucky off. we got you on the Sorry. phone. <laughs> She's so popular. Right, I've turned it off now. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. So, so one of the things I saw too with this pack, and I, I, we watched a pack that they were almost all white, and that surprised me. I didn't, I didn't picture a whole pack. Obviously, are there certain packs that they just breed them that way? Is that lucky what they get? Is it what they prefer or what? I think that's you know a, a, every pack has its own breeding program, and you know they're looking for certain qualities, and it's a very well thought out process. And maybe it just happens that, you know, in that, in that pack, the, the most athletic, the most well put together in terms of confirmation and the best performing hounds happen to be the paler ones. And so they, they had a lot more paler hounds. But remember, each pack chose its 20 fastest hounds. So that wouldn't necessarily mean that the whole pack was pale. Maybe it just means that those ones were particularly fast, good Got jumpers. It. Yeah. I got to tell so, you, so too, that would only, for people who haven't so had experience... 20 hounds is... Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. No, 20 hounds is only uh, two lots of 10 couple. And, you know, a lot of kennels will have 40, 50, 60 more couple. So, you know, it is a tiny fraction of the pack. Wow. Uh, my wife worked at Myopia Hunt here in the United States in Massachusetts. And if for people who haven't been around hounds, uh, you know, J- Jamie said uh, what motivates them. They are like the happiest dogs you've ever seen. Uh, they really are. I mean, you're just around them and they just look like, what do we do next? I mean, they just have that attitude. They have. We have a phrase in England which describes a personality so someone who always is happy and is always looking on the bright side of life, their glass is always half full. Yep. Whereas someone who always sees the negatives and the downsides, their glass is half empty. Yep. And I would say hands, all the hands I've, I've ever come across are definitely the glass is half full type. And uh, we in England, I don't know if this happens in America, but when the pups are born and they're about eight, nine weeks, they go out in couples to families to walk them, it's called in England, and they stay with you for three, four, five, six months, and you, they grow up with you, you teach them not to kill chickens, you teach them their name, you teach them to go on a lead, so when they go back to kennels, they can start to work with a pack on couples, and we've got, I don't know, we've got a couple here now, and they're probably now about 14 weeks old, and they are just the friendliest, the most delightful, and everything's a laugh and a game. Everything's fun. <laughs> I want to do that. That's like having a constant puppy. And you just get and when it grows up, you just get a new puppy. Oh my god. <laughs> exactly. 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 So we have a couple every year, and I think this this lot are about our seventh couple. And what's amazing is is obviously I've got we've got three children and the children absolutely love them. The pups absolutely love the children, and but they never forget you. If they see you, you know, two years later, they will remember your voice as their walker. So it's a very rewarding um, interaction to have with the hounds. And I think certainly for, for us, it makes it that much special when you go out on a day's hunting and your hounds are out. Uh, do you get to name it or do you, does it come with a name? 
No, they come with a name and that's all pre-worked out and it's a combination of, of the parents' names and the year they're born. But occasionally we have, if we've, um, we've been allowed to choose from two, if there were two um, in the list and they couldn't decide which one was going to be called which name, they would ask us or the children and then the one that we had was called the name they chose. Oh, gotcha. So, so you would also probably not want to name it something like really, really long <laughs> because they have to holler their names so quickly. I, when I got to a fox hunt in England, it is, uh, sorry, in Ireland, it is amazing how uh, they know every hound's name and every hound's personality. And so I'm sure you guys are like that too. It's just amazing. It, it's incredible. When you see a huntsman, you know, in kennels and I, I mean, when there's a mass of them, you know, they all look pretty similar. And I mean, they don't to them at all. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, it is awesome. I, uh, you know, having lived up there in Massachusetts, so the couple of years Jennifer was working there at the hunt, uh, you just there's just nothing like seeing the pack the the pack of hounds come over the hill. Uh, with all the riders right after it, and you hear the horns, and you're watching from up on top of a hill down into a valley. It ju- I got goosebumps just thinking about it now. It's the most cool thing in Massachusetts there. Every Thanksgiving Day is their big hunt. And yeah, it's Thanksgiving Day, and they all go out and hunt, and thousands of people come out to watch on the roads. The roads are just lined with cars. So these back roads in the middle of nowhere are lined with cars. People come up from the city in Boston to watch. It's just the coolest thing. It's great fun. It's great fun to watch on your feet. And it's great fun if you're on one of those horses watching that all happening in front of you. And there are some hunts in England where they have a famous big line of hedges. And so it is a bit like the Grand National, to be honest. And there's one hunt that we enjoy hunting with called the Beaver in Leicestershire. And they have a row of hedges called Hose Thorns, which are completely legendary. And um, I was hunting up there one day and my husband, who actually doesn't ride or even hunt, he was staying up there with me with some friends. And he went to this tiny back lane and it was the whole village was there to watch the hunt, as you say, go, go down the hedges. And my husband said to someone standing next to him who he hadn't met before, he said, oh, I can't believe how many people there are. <clears throat> and the man turned around and said, well, just you wait, you're about to see the Grand National with all its thrills and spills. And my husband said, I felt really quite nervous because I knew you were out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got nervous luckily, like that watching I my wife not, do it too. <laughs> so. Yes, I know. Luckily, I didn't fall off in front of him that day. So that was good. He was that probably day. a bit that disappointed. Day. <laughs> Yeah, that day. I've done it other days. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody that hunts does it other days, too. So, well, this is very cool. I'm glad you guys are hanging in over there. And and hopefully, you know, things will be better. You'll be able to get out and start hunting again in the fall. We're really hoping so, too. And we're really looking forward to it. And I think everyone in England is doing a fantastic job of, of observing all the lockdown rules, which whilst they're eased, they're still pretty stringent uh, in the hope that you know we can defeat this virus and everyone can get back to normal life well you're doing better than us so we'll give you that uh let's hope hope. well thanks a bunch for being on we really appreciate it uh and it's called the hunting notice board and that's uh where you can find it do you have americans on the hunting notice board or is it all brits yes we do we do we have um the huntsman uh master huntsman actually the potomac hunt to name one uh very nice chap and uh yeah we have a lot of americans and we sell a lot of horses to America. Very cool. Well, thanks a bunch. We really appreciate you being on. I've enjoyed it. Thank you both very much indeed. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. Makes me want to hunt again. It's been, <laughs> been so, too long. So one thing I didn't want to get in with her uh, is that they they just are still having a problem with PETA over there. They went to a drag hunt years ago. They don't hunt things anymore. They do the drag hunts. And PETA is still after them because they're riding horses and using the hounds. They, yeah, um, it's just yeah. Ugh, it's just the sad. place when I was in Ireland and I got the, the blessed to fox hunt with Cooper's Hill, you coined the Grala Harriers. Um, oh my gosh! So the hunting there, they hunt fox, but 
the there are so many foxes in this place that they're all dying of diseases and they're all really sick and they have mange and they're all, and there's just too many of them and the farmers are shooting them and then the farmers like half shoot it's just a mess and they they really needed some help getting things taken care of out there and uh, they they still in Ireland will will hunt real things you know we didn't catch anything thank god <laughs> i didn't have to live with guilt but you know what i mean like it's still it's just it yeah Jennifer everybody's got like the drag hunt better that's what they did to yes because it's, it's so faster. much faster yeah, it's faster you don't sit around. <laughs> what, what a lot of people don't realize is when you're hunting actual quarry they you sit around and wait a, a lot for the hounds just to find something so you're just sitting there your horse has yeah. to know how to sit and wait uh, and she said it was just when when you're cha- when they're chasing a scent that's been laid down they're going to go the whole time they're just you just fly the whole time so she always liked that better <laughs> it was always a uh, more fun for her than than sitting around waiting yeah yeah but anyway uh let's take a listen to kentucky performance products and then we have uh we're gonna be talking retirement plans with chicory wealth today and then we're coming back and doing some really bad ads and jamie and i have to do some work because y'all y'all were sloughing off this week so we'll be right <laughs> back this nutrition minute is brought to you by kentucky performance products the company that simplifies your search for research proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Electrolytes. Who needs them? Your horse, that's who. Electrolytes perform critical functions within your horse's body. They help regulate nerve and muscle functions by carrying electrical impulses between cells. In addition, electrolytes assist the body in maintaining a healthy fluid balance by controlling your horse's desire to drink. When your horse loses significant amounts of electrolytes and fluids, problems such as dehydration, muscle cramping, fatigue, tying up, and colic may occur. Even in mild forms, these conditions can have a negative impact on your horse's ability to perform and recover after exercise. Top riders and veterinarians turn to Summer Games Electrolyte to keep their horse healthy in hot weather, and you can too. Summer Games replenishes the electrolytes and trace minerals lost when your horse sweats. And it stimulates the thirst response so your horse continues to drink and stay properly hydrated. So when the going gets hot, trust Summer Games Electrolyte from Kentucky Performance Products to protect your horse. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. We are excited to bring you another educational series here on the Horse Radio Network. This time, we're going to talk about finances with certified financial planner Christina Kramlick of Chicory Wealth. As horse owners, finances are something that we are acutely aware of, and hopefully this series will help us better understand where we are and where we can go with our financial situation. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about retirement accounts. And I wanted to ask you, Christina, what other moves could we make this year as far as retirement accounts are concerned? If you missed the previous episodes, they're all at uh, horseradionetwork.com slash planning. You can listen to all the previous ones. And then the last one, we talked a lot about the tax changes for this year. But let's talk about retirement accounts. This is one of those crazy years in which... So many people experienced disruptions on multiple levels in their lives. And it's possible that you might have a slightly lower income this year. And many people do due to job losses. And it could be a good time as a result of that to consider a Roth conversion. If you have a sizable retirement account or accounts such as IRAs, a SEP, which is a self-employment pension plan, or a 401k, and you're concerned that the required minimum distributions of those, once once you're actually in retirement, will bump you into a higher tax bracket, then converting your retirement accounts to a Roth now could help you down the line, especially if you're in a what's called a down income year um, and maybe in a lower tax bracket temporarily. You'll have to pay the income taxes if you do the conversion, but it may be worth it. The advantage of a Roth is they don't have required minimum distributions like many other retirement accounts. So you can 
so your money can continue growing tax-free after age 72. And the distributions you do take are tax-free. So you have to be sure to work with a financial planner or a tax accountant if you want to do one of these conversions, because the tax implications, if not done correctly, can be significant. Also, if you decide you want to pursue this this year, I suggest you start planning it now because a lot of people are going to be thinking this way and the service professionals that can help you do this are going to be booking up. So do it now. All right. So do you have, I know last time we talked a lot about taxes, but uh, do you have any more ideas that uh, listeners could use as they think about their taxes this year? Um, sure. I, I actually recently discovered uh, or was reminded of qualified charitable distributions. You know, as, as I was doing research about RMDs and minimizing taxes, qualified charitable, charitable distributions came up because they can be a great tool for seniors who tend to take the standard deduction and they are a withdrawal from a traditional IRA that's made directly to your favorite eligible charity. Oh, I didn't know you could so, do that. Okay. <laughs> I know it, it's 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 pretty interesting. If you are an IRA holder and were at least seventy and a half as of December thirty first, two thousand nineteen, or if you're reaching seventy two this year, you can contribute some or all of your IRA up to a hundred thousand dollars directly to the charity through a QCD, and it can lower your RMD for this year, which means that you will lower your income tax because you won't have to pay income tax on that distribution as it is required if you take a normal RMD. So it's a great option if you have to take RMDs and you don't really want or need the money yourself and you want to give to an eligible charity. You have to look to see if your charity is eligible and there's a searchable database on the IRS website. There's like a range of 501c3 organizations and houses of worship that will qualify. Keep in mind, if you have a donor-advised fund, they are not eligible recipients for QCDs, but many other charities are. So it's worth checking out if you fit into that category, as they can be used to help keep your AGI, your adjusted gross income and taxable income within a desired range. Um effectively bypasses your form 1040, which is why you don't have to pay income tax on it. I think there's a trend too for more and more people to start giving to charity instead of putting it in their will and it all goes when they die, they're starting to do it more and more while they're still alive in retirement if they don't you know if they can. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a way to actively manage your you know, do some estate planning, you know, on a year by year basis if you're starting to look um, you know, kind of down the road at sort of your legacy planning, how you want things to be distributed eventually. And you do have some charities that you keep in mind um, as, as ultimate beneficiaries. And, uh, and you also want to keep your income within a certain range. This can be a very useful tool. Christina, Trickery Wealth uh, operates a, a little bit differently, and you guys have a mission that's, that's quite interesting. So remind everybody what that is and, and how you work. Absolutely. We are a fee-only fiduciary financial planning and sustainable wealth management firm. That means that we operate on, you know, in the client's best interest at all times. And we do planning first and investment management um, as well uh, for those clients who want to sort of graduate from just doing a financial plan into having us manage their investments. And on the investment side, we are very focused on what's known as ESG investing, and that is environmental social governance. So we are we're committed to um, researching and finding the best opportunities um, in the uh, environmentally social governance universe, uh, which has really grown a lot over the last few years as an investment thesis. And it's borne out very well over the last, I would say, six months. Especially, the pandemic and we've is. talked about that earlier right. in the series. And I, I wanted to remind everybody, if, if you missed that discussion earlier in the series, go to horseradionetwork.com slash planning. And you'll find players there will just be these episodes, so you can listen to them on their own. Or if you, I know some people like to listen to these kind of things all in a row, you can do that there as well. Uh, so how do they get in touch with you? And, and what's the first step? What do you ask them to do first? 
Well, the first thing is we need to know a little bit about you. So go to the website and uh, you, you can uh, just click contact us and you can, you know, if, if you want, you can uh, fill out a little form that just tells us a little bit about who you are, what you're looking for, what you need help with. We can put you in touch with either myself or one of our other advisors, depending on what your needs are. And um we can do a financial plan for you and we can also help you with your taxes, retirement planning. Uh, we can uh, look at your insurance situation and assess you know, where you are with that. We do not sell insurance, but uh, we can um, you know, help you figure out if you are properly insured. And of course, we can manage assets for you. Yeah, we, we are sort of a one-stop shop for financial planning and investment management. So we'd be happy to help you. Very good. So go to the website, chickorywealth.com. Thank you for joining us for our financial discussion today. These concepts are broad in nature and may or may not apply to you. The content is provided for informational purposes only. Please see your financial advisor or call Christina at chickorywealth.com to discuss your individual needs. That's chickorywealth.com. Pay it, I say, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this Friday Really Bad Ads Day. This is the day when listeners submit ads to us that they found on Craigslist or Facebook or some other form, and they send them to us so we can just have a little fun with them. And it's a, there's no better way to end a Friday than with really bad ads. Uh, and uh, Jamie, we also uh, also submitted but didn't get in today are Mel from Australia, Emily from Alaska, Dee from I have no idea where, and Vicky also. So thank you to all of them who submitted as well. Jamie, how about we start with Lorene? I can't I think mean, of- is there a better no. way to get a Friday really yeah. bad ad started? And I'm pretty sure she's sending it in, so I quit talking in her accent. But go ahead. Hi, good morning. This is Lorene Barden. I'm going to read a really bad ad. And this ad is for a registered quarter horse, $1,500. Trixie, comma, and then um, she is with a capital, so it's Trixie, comma, she is a 19-yo registered quarter horse. Trixie used to be a barrel horse. I am looking to either sell her or trade a boat. Serious inquiries only. Do not need help selling her. Trixie has not been ridden in several months, not for beginners. Currently is with some heifer cows and is a great protector. So if you need your cows protected, Trixie's for you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Or you want a, or you want a boat, Lorene, too. I mean, it sounds like you could trade Trixie for a boat. And she runs barrels, which really is effective for the next one. Um, Rachel sent this one in. And uh, this is the Knoxville, Tennessee area horses and tack for sale. You know what that means, Glenn? That's why it's all yours. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, would like to point out that uh, nothing has capitalized in this whole entire thing. Even the letter I is there not is capitalized. punctuation and a lot of it. A lot of it. Um, okay, so... It starts out. So I'm really, oh, that was like Valley Girl. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It is <laughs> Valley Girl. It's like a Southern Valley Girl type ad. It is So true. I'm really, really, I don't even know how to do it. I can't even do it. I really, really want to serve some horses for payroll projects. I'm been, okay. So I'm really, really wanting to start looking for some horses for barrel projects, exclamation point, several times. I don't want to spend a lot of money. Period. Nobody no does. space. <laughs> I'm I'm looking for a small horse like nothing over fourteen hands, and like if it's broke and not pricey, 
Oh, look, I'm just putting this out there because I want to see if anybody like has something. I don't want anything gated and I really want quarter. I know what I'm looking for. But, uh, by the way, all these eyes and uh, nothing is capitalized. It's hard for me to even process what I'm looking at. I know what I'm looking for. I've been riding since I was three. Thanks in advance. <laughs> and now all capitals pick for attention. And it's a. Uh, <laughs> she has this bay horse with this bright, bright fluorescent orange pinkish halter on <laughs> I mean, it's thank just... you for always attaching the photos people it makes me happy. <laughs> and she just put it for attention that's funny <laughs> and and but there's no nothing is capitalized and no. and there's just except for the end okay no, sorry i hope i did okay with that i really was that was really difficult <laughs> <laughs> and if read. you have a 200 dollars horse you'd like to get rid of she'll buy it from you only if it's nothing over 14 hands that's and right. if it's broke and if it's if not. I realize that's not really a horse. That's a pony. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't uh, Yeah, that. that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh Kayleen. Kaylin sent this one in and it's this? our horse trip. And I, we're going to talk about this kind of horse trailer again because we've had these pop up before and I still don't get it. Uh, so this is a horse trailer of the week and we'll, we'll tell you about the picture after I read the ad. It's $500 in Lone Jack, wherever that is. Uh, two horse inline classic horse trailer. Very solid and working order. Would be a good and profitable restoration project. Well, I don't know about the profitable restoration project. It's a restoration it's project. <laughs> it's in Missouri. This is, is it? This is one of those inline trailers. Now what that that means is it's one horse wide it's very narrow and usually we see an inline means it has four wheels like a hay wagon so there's two wheels in front that are attached to the hitch so the front wheels turn and just like a hay wagon does and the back wheels are all the way at the back end of this two horse inline trailer which means that you walk one horse all the way up through like a hallway to get to, get to the front and then you walk the second horse in behind it now have you driven a hay wagon with a tractor can i just no no of course not but why i'm i'm like what do you mean of course I, not you're a horse girl <laughs> no, no, no. What I, I, I'm, I'm stuck on the fact that you were talking about loading these horses. Like, I am a trainer. I load horses. I load problem horses. I, you know what? If somebody came up to me and was like, "My horse won't load in this," I'd be like, "I don't blame him." I wouldn't <laughs> it's get narrow. In that thing. It's one horse wide, and I, the way you they get, jack, they jackknife easy like this, right? Well, and that's the problem. If you've ever tried, you can't back them up either. If you've ever tried to back, back up a hay wagon into a barn, forget it. I mean, because those front wheels turn, it's almost impossible to. Back it up it just the jackknifes all the time it's just a mess plus if you've ever driven a hay wagon down the road they're wobbly right they they wobble i don't know how this doesn't wobble it down the road this looks like a gust of wind <laughs> would flip it over just tip just, right over and again if i was a horse i'd be like i'm not loading that and they'd call me and they'd be like i'll pay you to load my horse in the trailer and i would get out there and they'd be like okay here's the trailer and i'd be like nope you can have your money back plus you have to be and nimble because if me. you walk your horse into the front of this trailer they have a little escape door see the little escape door that's what you get out of because there's no way to <laughs> walk past old. your horse to get to I'm the too back old for that. <laughs> it's, you have to be a gymnast to use it. I don't know. These were popular back. I don't know. This looks like what the 60s, 70s. And I, I don't know why. Don't know. It I doesn't don't, make any if sense. If any why of you have that? ever owned one, please write to me, Glenn at horseradionetwork.com. We want to have you on the show and I want to talk to you about what it was like. And remember, we will post this on our Horses in the Morning Auditor Facebook page. Right. And the reason we don't put it on our general Facebook page is because we legit get messages every week of the people wanting to buy the trailer from us. Yes. We don't sell ugly or trailers. Or they say, what's wrong with that trailer? I don't see anything wrong with it. It's like, okay. Oh, God. This one is in better shape than most we've had, but uh, still, I don't know. How is it... Well, okay. Well, the rust. <laughs> there is a little rust issue that you're going to have to do. Oh, the next one came in from Stephanie. Sorry, we spent so much time on that. You can't see the picture. You got to just be an auditor to see it. You just have to see this. Um, Stephanie sent this one in and good horse and all tack. And this is $2,000 in Ennis, Montana. A good 
Oh, that, I guess that's supposed to be like mountain horse. M- I think M-M-T. mountain horse, yeah. A good mint horse or and all Or it could be Montana tap. horse. Either one. <laughs> I don't know. A good mint, m- mint horse and all tack. I have to. T-O-O, still find the papers, but he's <laughs> around of you do. 6, 16, and 18 years old. What? He does really good in the maintenance. However, no space, comma, no space. I do not recommend him for an inexperienced rider. Excellent. Because he will leave your ass in the mountains is what that means. (laughs) Excellent for the farrier. Saddles, space, space, slash rides. No space rides. Good. Lots of tack to through in with him for usable saddles to at sign pulling harnesses. All one word slash next line and a small skunky cart. <laughs> what? He's Why around he... six, sixteen, and eighteen years old. He's three different ages. He's around six. There's no space. There's no space. My brain hurts. I'm sorry. Y'all are killing me today. I don't even know what I'm reading. Well, all I got out of that is if you want a good Montana mountain horse that'll leave you in the mountains, <laughs> then you need if this. If you want one. a good Montana mountain horse, don't call this number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's basically it. Well, one of our listeners with our and auditors with our favorite name, Spirit Brooks, is giving us the next one. Hi, Jamie and Glenn. This is Spirit Brooks calling from beautiful Oregon, and I have a really bad ad. Beautiful quarter horse for sale, $2,000. Cisco is a stunning 10-year-old. He stands at about 14.2 HH. Is AQHA registered but selling grade as I do not have his papers? Of course. Then he it's is a theme not today. <laughs> Very confident and would rather investigate scary things than bolt. Has been started under saddle and had a few rides on him, but definitely needs more round pin work. But he picks things up very fast. Enormous potential. Cinches nicely. Ties. Lounges. Bathes. Did trailer, but hasn't in a while. Barefoot can give some issues with front feet while trimming, but if lounged before, he does great. This guy could go in any direction that you want to take him. Now, the reason for selling. Cisco is a crypt orchid with one remaining undescended testicle somewhere in... Oh, what? Crypt orchid. It's... She's explaining it. Or the ad is. Slight. I always thought it that was a means, different word, but yeah. Okay. When, when abdomen. Originally, Let me go back in hand, originally, that's he's what a I was perfect. Let me get back a little. The reason for selling. Cisco is a crypt orchid with one remaining undescended testicle somewhere in his abdomen. In hand, somewhere. He's a perfect gentleman, <laughs> but when pastured with other horses, he can get quite aggressive. Although I have had success with some horses and not so much with others. I would recommend keeping him in his own pasture or stalled. Or how about gilding him? Because of the current setup with our other horses, this is not a logical option for me, so I'm forced to sell. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. Thanks for reading. <laughs> I Yeah, I always heard it's Ridgling, right? That's Yeah, but... Ridgling is a crypt orchid. Same thing. Oh, same thing. I, I'd never heard it called Can they Ridgling operate to find it up there in the abdomen? Yes, or? it's just expensive. <laughs> oh, so okay. one doesn't drop all the way, yeah. and and so then it com- one like comes down. Somewhere up there. Somewhere up there. Somewhere up there. Do it exploratory <laughs> surgery. God. Clover sent the next one in. <clears throat> Another fun name. We have fun names today. We have a theme going. They're all $2,000, uh, and we have fun names that people say. And there's no papers. And there's no papers. No, nobody has papers today. Clover sent this one in. A registered quarter horse mare. All one word. Horse mare. <laughs> Broke registered horse mare. 22 years old. Hasn't been ridden. What? For- Wait. That doesn't make <laughs> yeah, any I know. sense. Think about that. Let me reread that so you all can process that. Broke registered horse mare. 22 years old. Hasn't been ridden. For years could breed. Has three babies and was an. Awesome mom can deliver for cost of fuel. 
This reminds me of something that happened to me yesterday. <laughs> I need that loser of the week sound effect oh, you again. Know, I got it handy here. I've, Do you want it? I have my own personal one. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. So I bought some there in my bedroom. There's really big uh, French doors that are glass and the sun literally comes straight in. And I've been waking up at sunrise, which is somewhere around 535 every morning. And so I got some blinds and the guy to install the blinds came over yesterday and he walks in the house and he's like, hey, what y'all do? And I was like, excuse me. And he's like, what do y'all do? And I was like, oh, I I tried to come up here. I'm like in brutes and breeches and all this. And I was like, oh, I train horses. And he goes, what'd your husband do? And he goes, I go, well, he's a pilot. And he goes, oh, I see. So you just sit down there and play all day while your husband does the work. <laughs> Did he leave like, alive? Did he leave alive? I, I was like, excuse me? <laughs> what? And he goes, oh, wait, hold on. I don't know what wait, you wait, do. Before you continue, let me just savor this moment. because. <laughs> okay, go oh, ahead. He keeps, he keeps going. And he's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I know what you do. Do you do that stuff where you break them? And I was like, oh. <laughs> like, I, I can't. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, I try not to break anything. And I'm like legit like thinking I'm going to murder you <laughs> in the next minute and a half. So you just, he, he's like, you know what? It keeps going. This is like, this is like, keeps going. you know what? You gonna want more of these blondes. And I said, well, at $400 a piece, I think I'll stick with two. Thanks. I didn't know how much. I, I, and he's like, you gonna want more. Hey, you know what you need to do is you need to tell that husband of yours to take some more trips out there on the Maryland's pilots, because you know what, you're going to want more of these blinds and you know what, maybe, I don't know, train another horse or something. Well, you know, probably should ask your husband to just fly some more. I was like, why is this <laughs> happening right now? What is going on? Of all people to do this with. Oh, <laughs> God, I, I wish I, you had. I wish somebody had filmed this and we could have seen your face. Oh, <laughs> and and I'm like, and my farrier's there. I've got a client down at the barn. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I've run up here. I'm having to sit here while this complete jackass pos is in my house talking to me. Like I, I finally, like I'm. Did he call you Missy? Because that's the other derogatory one. Missy. Um, they will be getting a review on. <laughs> line he did not call me missy but i think i'd had enough um and and he kept talking he's like hey so he's leaving he's getting his stuff together was this the and he installer goes, or the salesman the installer okay the installer the sales chick was great you know she's yeah. lovely she came out whatever that's how they get you you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then they and said he, bubba <laughs> and and then he's standing at the door and he turns around and he goes so if you don't break horses, I mean, is that even a thing? Do people break horses? It's like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you're talking. I don't know what you're talking you about. On the way out, that would have made this worse is bring up fifty-two thoroughbreds. <laughs> <laughs> I finally like. I just I opened the. I did one of those like I opened the door and I just stood there and waited for him to walk out. And he's like, "Do people really break that, or is that an old cowboy thing where wives' tail where they don't really do that and <laughs> they don't rope them and things like that?" And I was like. And I'm I'm standing there holding the door open, nice <laughs> and I was like, "Goodbye, see you later, never again, go to hell." Oh, you just sit down there and play all day while your husband does all the work. Oh my God, I'm going to murder you, and you will be getting a very negative review on Yelp. <laughs> of anybody to do this with. <laughs> We should just quit now. Nothing gets better than that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm still absorbing the scene. <laughs> I thought I handled it really well. I didn't. You hit didn't kill anything. him. You did do really well. <laughs> I did. I didn't get I didn't called hit. for bail money. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't believe people talk to people like that. I just. I can't. 
<laughs> I'm just glad you didn't have like your dressage whip in your hand. <laughs> Chad was like, I'm so sorry that happened to you and that I wasn't there. Cause Chad was out with Lucas doing something and tell him, he's like, I'm so sorry. I left you in the house with that guy. I was like, seriously, somebody almost died and it wasn't me. <laughs> All right, move on. We still have some, some really bad ads. To <laughs> yeah, do. we have a couple more. <laughs> I think you're next, Nikki. <clears throat> Nikki sent this one in. Miniature stud horse, sailor train. You're all trying to piss me off today. <laughs> Doubt that. <clears throat> Looking to trade miniature stud for an old dead. This is in Fort Valley. I don't know where that is. Looking to trade miniature stud for an old deadhead kid-friendly horse pony. Whatever. And open. Oh God, there's no punctuation. Hold on. <sighs> Looking to trade miniature stud for an old deadhead kid-friendly horse pony, whatever, and open for other things as well as goats, chickens, man stuff, etc. What's man stuff? <laughs> I don't know, but you know, basically, it means you're doing all the work. Old used underwear, socks, play all day. <laughs> I don't know what man stuff is. I took this little guy in as a rescue, not rideable. He will load, pet, and kind of brush, but that's about it. I have a three year old, and he's just a little too dangerous. Why don't you geld it? God, I hate people today. <laughs> you really do. Let's let Geraldine uh, save the day here. Hi, hit him, Crane. Crew, this is Jarrah Brown from New Mexico with Hi, a really bad ad from the Craigslist in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Title, Mare, $1,000. She's green broke but hasn't been worked on for two going on three years, five years old. That's it. <laughs> Four nice pictures of a pretty gray mare. Um, yeah, but that's it. That's all she wrote. No height, no weight, not what she is, but hey, she's cute. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye bye. Well, to the like, person's credit, they knew it was a girl. So when Gus was for sale, I they would it was just like that. And I messaged him back and I'll, I can I get some more information? What do you want? He's 17 hands. That's right. He was like, or he's 15 too. Yeah. One or the other. <laughs> but Patty sent this next one in. And this one makes me so happy because it's in Asheville, Tennessee. And if you notice, Glenn, Tennessee, it's Tennessee walking horse is the title. Tennessee is spelled wrong. Oh, it is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Tennessee is spelled Tennessee, T-E-N-E-S-S-E. Okay. Tennessee, Tennessee walking horse, $1,200 in Nashville. And then the first line is Tennessee, Tennessee walking horse, but, but they've spelled Tennessee wrong again, yet in a different way. <laughs> so the first this Tennessee one, didn't have enough ends. This one has too many. <laughs> T-E-N-N-N-E-S-S-E. <laughs> All right. So ten, Tennessee walking horse, $1,200 in Asheville. Tennessee walking horse, Gelden. No G at the end. Gelden for sale. It's an old horse, but it looks like a young one. It has good energy. I bought it for my daughter, but she definitely needs someone with experience to ride it. I have papers for this horse. Whoa, yay! Wow. Good for you. We have one today that actually has the papers. Amazing. I got papers for it. <laughs> Very well read. Very well read. All right. Final one. Lilla sent this one in. They're selling a horse for $200 in Oakhurst. Okay, California? I don't know. Uh, they're selling a horse for $200 in Oakhurst. Trying to sell my horse Pebbles. He's a good horse, but just doesn't listen, and I don't know how to train him. <laughs> That's extremely Oh, God, hard. it's in Oklahoma. Oh, oh is no. it? <laughs> he needs to go to a good home. I want to buy Pebbles after this. It's $200. He's a good horse. Trying to sell my horse Pebbles. He's a good horse, but just doesn't, doesn't listen. listen. <laughs> so what's good about him? It, I, I want to ask somebody like this. Okay, he's a good horse, but he doesn't do anything you want. So what's the good thing? 
Lilla, I'm glad you did not include the phone number because it is in Oklahoma. <laughs> She'd be calling. $200 right price for a good horse that doesn't listen, actually. I know how to train him. <laughs> That's right. You know how to break him. <laughs> I'll break him good while my husband makes all the money and I just sit down there playing all day. Did he know oh that my. you're a radio celebrity? We should have a sign <sighs> on your forehead that says, if you're an asshole, I will talk about you on my show. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. I because it's just too much good stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'd miss out on a lot that way. <laughs> I cannot. But okay, how do you know? I'm going to and, and the name of the company. Can I give the name of the company? No, probably yeah, not. Probably not. <laughs> let, see, let me review that. Let me see. I, I wonder. I wonder if there's like other reviews of it. You know, like has anybody else had a bad experience? It's tr- you know what I think it is with these companies is. They just can't find installers. There's nobody who does that kind of work anymore. So they end up with whoever. <laughs> just settle. Like he legit came in and put two screws. Zzz, zzz, yep. And then the other. Zzz, zzz. Yeah, Chad could have done that without any trouble. But, you know, they make, because you're spending $400, you get the custom service of the guy who comes in and installs it for you. Oh, my God. I wonder what he would have said to Chad. <laughs> What's your wife do? <laughs> She just sits around and plays all day while I go and make all the money. (laughs) Chad would be like, I don't know what she does either. (laughs) (laughs) She she just spends all the money. Mind you, I've made more money than him this month, but go F yourself. Thank you. You made my day. You know, I, I was a little down. I read a lot of bad news stories before the show started. And Jamie said, I promise I will cheer you up today. And you did. You did. You made my day. That's what right. we do. You know what else cheers me up? I'm back to going out to lunch on Fridays now, which I hadn't done for a couple of months. And I've done every Friday since we started this show because Jennifer wants me out of the house by this time on a Friday. You're leaving your house? I'm so proud of you. Are you going to wear a mask while you eat? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm going to do that. It filters all the bad stuff. Uh, so anyway, I'm doing that. Going to have fun doing it. Good job. All right. Good Thank job. You. Well, you know what? While you're sitting there having lunch, your wife's going to be home working, making all the money. That's right. That's correct. You just sit around, do nothing. Playing with her Play horse. all day. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good weekend, everybody. Oh, Thanks to uh, Trickery Wealth and Kentucky Performance Products for helping make this day possible. Hang around, auditors. <laughs>